Well, our, our French friends have a, have a, a wonderful expression, is raison d'etre. Sorry for my pronunciation, but uh, yeah, raison d'etre. Actually, Sheldon, you're laughing at me, aren't you? I know. Go ahead. Why don't you just stand up and say it, or your son, or Lori, in a nice, proper French accent. Okay, Lori, let's hear you, please. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, so raison d'etre. Yeah, raison d'etre. So it's a great expression because, how many have heard the expression before? Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, it uh, literally means reason for being or your reason for living, raison d'etre. It's your reason for being, your reason for living. So it would kind of what motivates you? What is your passion? What is your mission? What is that, that, that thing that the rest of your life kind of evolves around because it's the center of your life? It's that reason for being, that reason for existing. And, you know, believe it or not, we all have a raison d'etre. We all have a reason for being, a reason for existing. You're like, I have no idea what mine is. Well, you do. We all have that sense of that why we, what motivates us? What is our passion? You know, for some people, it's their family, right? Or their, their kids, their grandchildren, their spouse. That's their reason for being. For others, it's their, their friends. That's kind of the circle of your life or the, you know, the, the center of your life. I mean, for other people, it could be uh, your career. It could be your vocation. It could be a hobby. It could be a sports interest. It could be some uh, issue that you're, that you're really interested in. For others, it could, be, um, it could be a social cause. It could be an other cause. It could be an injustice that you see. It could be the environment that something's wrong, and that's your reason for being. That's your reason for existing. But we all have that, and I'm kind of, I wonder, what is yours? What is your raison d'etre? What is your reason for being? What is your reason for existing? What is it that gets you up in the morning and, and to face another day? What is that? We all have that reason for being, that reason for existing. What is it that uh, motivates you? What is it that we need this because life gets hard, right? And it's the thing, that raison d'etre, that, that keeps us going, that keeps us focused. We all have that sense of purpose, that why we are here, that reason for being, that reason for living. Well, we at the Life Center have a raison d'etre. And uh, our raison d'etre is sharing the love of Jesus to make Christ followers of all nations. That's our mission. That's why we exist. That's our reason for being. That's our reason for living. But one of the things we have uh, been talking about these last several months is how are we going to actually do it? <laughs> I mean, I know God is going to be the one that allows it to happen. But how are we going to accomplish our raison d'etre? Sharing the love of Jesus to make Christ followers of all nations. What are the kind of the tracks we're going to run on? How actually is it going to happen? And believe it or not, <laughs> we've been spending a lot of time thinking about this. You have? We have. Yes. When I say we, I mean the staff who you saw up front earlier on, uh, the SLT, the leadership team, the synergy team, the synergy team here, kind of the, the people that oversee key ministry uh, areas of ministry. So we have been talking, thinking, praying a lot about this. In fact, we had a retreat uh, about a month ago, just how is this going to happen? And so today, I'd like to introduce you to how we see we're going to accomplish our raison d'etre. Our reason for existing, our reason for being. You ready for it? 
Let's try that again. You ready for it? Okay, there we go. Yeah, good. Okay, so here we go. Let's see it here. Uh, so it's, it's kind of, it's, it's going to focus around four key words. You heard it introduced last week, but these four key words uh, you can see there is growing, going, sharing, partnering. Just say them with me. Growing, going, sharing, partnering. So I need some help here. So uh, any young person that would like to come and help me, please come join me now on this day. I'm going to teach you some sign language, okay? I thought that'd be a good way to remember. So come on up, kids, young people. Come and join me, please. Come on up here. I'll wait. Yeah. Can you join me? Come on. Come on up. Yeah, you can come on the stage, and I'm going I'm to teach you a few. Oh, here we come. Way to go. Excellent. There's always that first one, and there's two. Great. How about you guys just go on the stage and face everyone, okay? You can stand up. Why don't you stand up today? Is that okay? Is that why you don't want to stand up? Okay. Okay. Any other kids want to join me? Come on up if you want to. I'm going to teach you. So I'm going to teach you these four words in sign language, and they're pretty cool, which I think are going to help us to remember, Okay. So the four words. So, um, so the four words are growing, going, sharing, partnering. So the first word, growing, is like this. You do this like a tree coming out. Let's see you do it. Yeah. Come on. Yes. Okay. Good. Like that. So you that. Okay. That's growing. That's good. And then a going is that. So that. Yeah. That's going. And then sharing's a little tricky. Sharing's like this. You have one hand like this. And you kind of, so you're sharing things with other people. See, sharing. Isn't that cool? And the other one is partnering. So we're partnering together. Okay, so, so uh, growing. What's growing again? Tree coming out. Growing, right? Let's see here. Growing. And then what's going? Good. And then sharing. Good. You're sharing things. And then partnering. Excellent. Way to go. Do you want to... You know what, let's, uh, let's do this. How about that? You can stand up if you want to. Or you can just want to stand up, and we're going to teach these people here, okay? Because you got it pretty easy. So let's see if you guys remember, okay? So growing. Let's do growing together. It's a tree growing. That's kind of cool, huh? Growing. Let's do it. Yeah. Tree growing. Okay, some of you are not doing it. Come on. Growing. There you go. Going. Hey. Yeah. Going, right? Sharing is this. So your non-dominant hand. And you're sharing. Isn't that cool? I have a bit, but I share what I have with you. Sharing. And then partnering. Partnering together. Okay, let's do it again. So growing. Growing. Tree growing. Uh, going. Hey. Uh, sharing. Good. And then partnering. Okay, again. Growing. Going. Sharing. Partnering. Okay, what's, uh, what's sharing? No, no sharing. Sharing is this. Good. What's, uh, what's going? Hey, going. Uh, Fonzie. <laughs> Remember Fonzie? No, too, forget it, Fonzie. Uh, uh, growing. What's growing? Grow. I like this one. Uh, growing and partnering is kind of easy. Partnering is good. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You can go back. Yeah, good job. <laughs> so kind of cool, huh? Uh, who knows sign language here? Who knows sign language? Hopefully I got that straight. So let's do it again. Ready? It's kind of fun. So what? Growing. Going. Sharing. So you're sharing. I, I give some to you. What I, ha what I have, I give away. And then partnering. 
Yeah, okay. So those are the key words we're going to look at. So I just want to take a few minutes to, uh, to talk about them. And then the weeks to come, we're going to unpack them a bit more. So why don't you open up your Bibles to John 17, the Gospel of John, John 17. And in John chapter 17, it's in the New Testament, one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Do- uh, John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And John 17 is Jesus' high priestly prayer. It's just before he's, he heads to the cross, before he's arrested. And so all of John 17 is Jesus' prayer. I'm just going to read a little bit of this for us. So in John 17, uh, let's start with verse 15. John 17, verse 15. And Jesus says this, My prayer is not that you take them, his disciples, out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I'm not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. And then verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. My prayer also for those who will believe in me through their message. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. They, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even you have loved me. That's as far as we'll read. So I just want to tell, so let's, have you forgotten? So what's growing? Growing, good. What's uh, going? Going. What's sharing? Excellent. And what's, uh, what's, uh, what's going? Okay, what's growing? And what's partnering? Excellent. Way to go. Good job. Okay. So let's just take a few minutes to highlight each of these words because these are the words that we're going to be focused on this year. So first of all, growing. What do we mean by growing? TLC, the Life Center, aspires to be a multicultural, diverse church family where all people are welcome and invited to be transformed into Christ followers by the good news of Jesus Christ. So let me ask, what stands out for you in that, in that sentence or a couple sentences? What word, what phrase stands out to you? Just shout it out. Transform, okay. Anything else? What else stands out for you? Aspire, sorry, aspires what? Multicultural, good, yeah. Anything else that kind of stands out for you? Good news, Christ follows. Yeah, it's all those things, huh? So that we aspire to be a multicultural, that's been this church from day one, to be a multicultural, diverse. We want to be a diverse in all sorts of ways. We have live in a very diverse society today. And we're welcome to be transformed into Christ's followers by the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that sense of that transformation. That, so one of the big things we're about, and we want to be about, and we're going to emphasize this year, is, is what? Is growing. We want to see people, we want to see you, we want to see the, the community transformed. So coming here is not just about head knowledge and information. That's good. We need that. But it's about what? It's about transformation. That tr- word transformation, you know, the word metamorphosis, we'll use it today to uh, describe the metamorphosis, the transformation of a little caterpillar into what? A beautiful butterfly. That's transformation. So that's what we want. We want that for you. We want that for our community. 
transformation to take place. And we believe transformation ultimately takes place as the Spirit of God takes the Word of God to make us like into the image of God. So it's the Holy Spirit taking the Word of God to transforming us into the Son of God, to become more and more like Jesus Christ. Not a religious person. No, no, no. Not just someone who knows the things to do, but someone who's actually being transformed. And if you're like me, I got a ways to go. How about you? <laughs> yeah. So it's that transformation, is that change that happened. If our kids didn't change, I mean, I see these kids now, and some I haven't seen in a year and a half, right, for COVID. Like, wow, they have changed. And we want that in ourselves, not physically, but character-wise to become more like Christ. So one of the things we are going to do this year, in fact, we are going to do a series called Love This Book. In fact, beginning in January, for the whole year, we're going to be focused, we're going to go through the scriptures, the big themes of the scriptures. And we're going to do it here in the Sunday morning service. The kids are going to be doing it downstairs. The youth are going to be doing it. We're hoping that the life groups, they're going to be doing it because it's the sense of knowing God's word, but that sense of transformation. So the first word we want to focus on is this sense of growing. It says in John 17, if you have your Bible still open, in verse uh, 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So that sanctification, that growth, that transformation is by the word of God. So the first word is what? Growing. And the second word is going. So here, the people of TLC are being mobilized to actively use the gifts and abilities God has given us as individuals and as a church family to further God's kingdom. So if you just stay in this passage, John 17, I'll go back to uh, verse 17. It says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word, is tr your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so Jesus is saying, as he was sent to the world, I have sent you into the world. Yeah. So our thing is we're just not here to, to gather together. That's kind of nice gathering together. How many people like gathering together? I love gathering together. But we're also called to what? What are we called? We're called to go. We're called to go out into the world. Jesus is sending us into the world. And so a big thing here is that, I mean, I've italicized mobilized, so mobilization. But uh, we are being mobilized to actively use the gifts and abilities God has given us as individuals and as a church family to further God's kingdom. So we're not just about gathering, we're also about what? Going as well. And we're using the gifts, so hopefully you know this, that you have, a, you have gifts, and you have talents, and you have abilities, and you have gifts that I don't have. And uh, we all have different gifts and talents and abilities. That's the beautiful thing about a church like this with different nationalities, different people, different skill sets. But we're called to be mobilized. So, yes, I mean, you heard the staff up here today. Yes, we ask you, we want you to use those gifts to serve in ministries here. We need you to do that to further God's kingdom. But the other thing you're going to hear us emphasize this year is that where you are, there's an old thing, you know, bloom where you're planted, but the old thing that where you go out 
from Monday to Saturday. We want you to see yourself as a, a sense of furthering God's kingdom there. So how many, we have, some, uh, we have some accountants here, right, I think. We have some teachers here. We have people in the medical field. We have some farmers here. We have some carpenters here. We have a whole bunch of different people here. And so you go in places where I will never be. So as a sense, we really want to see us seeing that where you go, where you're working, where you are spending a lot of your time, yes, do that job well, but you are there to further God's kingdom there as well. Amen? Amen. And we really want to see that. We really want to emphasize that. So it's not, yes, you go to work and you do a good job at work and you get a paycheck, right? That's all good. But hopefully we see a bigger picture is that you are there to further God's kingdom in that hospital, to further God's kingdom in that classroom, to further God's kingdom in your running group, to further God's kingdom in that classroom, to further God's kingdom in your neighborhood, to further God's kingdom in your community. You are there because God desires to use you to make a difference in this world. And so this year, we are going to be commissioning you. We're going to be commissioning people who serve in different areas to go because we're not just called to, yes, we want to grow, but it's not just about ourselves. It's also there's a purpose in the growing. And part of it is what? Going to make a difference to further God's kingdom. It's interesting that word sanctify. You see that word sanctify, and it's kind of like, what does that mean? Well, it kind of means to be made holy. Actually, it literally means to be set apart, right? So this, so you have been set apart. One of the reasons you have been set apart is that because Jesus wants you to go and to further his kingdom. It's like this pen. This pen, MD Valley Insurance Agency. Okay. I don't know who made this pen, but the people that made this pen, they made this pen for a purpose. And <laughs> the purpose is, of course, to, to write with, right? You click it and you write. So when I take a piece of paper and start writing, this is now, guess what? Uh, sanctified pen. Is being set apart to do what the person who made it is doing. Make sense? So when I write with it, it's now a sanctified pen. It's, it's fulfilling its purpose. So I could use it, say, you know, I could throw at you. To, hey, 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 stay focused here, right? I could use it to, you know. I could use it for that. I could use it to stir my coffee in. You have to be careful. But then when I use it for those purposes, watch out, it's now a un holy, unsanctified pen, because it's not being used for what it was created to do. So you can be, you are, you are, you're, Jesus calls you to be sanctified. It doesn't mean like you're perfect and all that stuff, but you have been set apart to go out to do what God's called you to do, to make a difference, to further his kingdom in the world. Many people live unsanctified lives. Ah, oh, my life's just about making money. My life's just about myself. My life's just this, this, this. But that's an unsanctified life. But to have a sanctified life, to be set apart, is to do, to be a blessing, to further God's kingdom with you, the uniqueness of you in your school, on the soccer field, out there. So we're called, yes, to what? Grow. And we're, but we're also called to go. And then third word is the whole thing about sharing. And this aspect is sharing, it's our mission statement, sharing the love of Jesus to make Christ followers of all nations. And you see in this passage, I love how this passage kind of captures them all. In John 17, it says, 
uh, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I also pray for those who will believe in me. So that's us. Through their message. The message. It's the message of Jesus. It's the message of sharing the good news of Jesus, sharing the love of Jesus that make Christ follow of all nations. That, you know, in many ways, that's, I hope that's your raison d'etre. I hope that's with all the other things you feel called to do, that's a part of your reason for being, your reason for existing. See, that is so much about life center and what I desire to be. We are about Jesus. 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 And I hope Jesus is the passion of your life. I hope Jesus is that raison d'etre. He's your reason for being. He's your reason for existing. He's the one that gets you up. He's the one that encourages you. He's the one that motivates. It's him and his calling that he is that burning passion. He's what makes you tick. He's what turns your crank. He's what turns you on. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And if you are here and if you've, been, if you've been changed by Jesus, like at a time in your life where you said, I believe that Jesus died for me, he was buried, and on the third day he rose again, which is the good news, the gospel, and you accepted him, you believed in him, you repented of your sins, however you want to phrase it, you, um, you put your act of trust in him, that your, his Holy Spirit came to live in you, right? And now he wants to what? Transform you, that you to grow, to go but also to share the good news of Jesus with other people. And we're called to do that, uh, you know, through our, the way we live our lives and the way and the things that we say. And the good news is good news. Tim Keller, I've quoted Tim Keller before, but here's Tim Keller. Uh, and you probably have heard this quote. This is a great quote. It's about the gospel. The gospel is good news, not good advice. Amen? All other religions and philosophies are good advice. This is how to live, do this, do that, and maybe the God, the gods, whatever, will accept you one day. That's advice. But the gospel is good news. News is report what has done, was done for us. He goes on to say, advice is counsel about what you must do. News is a report about what has already been done. Advice urges you to make something happen. News urges you to recognize something that has already happened and to respond to it in faith. Advice says, is, advice says it is all up to you to act. News says someone else has acted. Doesn't good news sound so much better? The gospel is good news. And you and I are called to share the good news of Jesus. It's, it's like uh, saying, it's like this. Those people in the interior with the, you know, the wildfires this year. Advice, they probably got a lot of advice. Advice say, you know what? The fires are getting really close. So here's the evacuation plan. Here's how we're going to do it. And there was probably lots of good advice. We've got to call the firefighters in to do their thing. Call the airplanes in to drop the water or whatever they drop on the fire. There was a lot of good advice going on. But good news is totally different. Good news, the fires are over. <laughs> the fires are over. And so what do you need at that point? You don't need advice. You need messengers. The fires are over. The fires are over. You come back home. You don't have to worry anymore. The fires are over. You need messengers to go out and tell about the good news. That's right. And the gospel at the heart of it really is, is about good news. It's about good news. It's not about 
do this, do that, do this, about this is what's been done for you in Jesus. So respond in faith. And you and I have this privilege of sharing the good news. And then finally, the last, so what are the words again? Let's do it. Review. Okay, stay with me. What? Growing, going, sharing, because they're good news. And last one, partnering, partnering. So this last one is partnering. And this whole thing here, partnering, God is calling us to work together, hmm, right, with other Christ followers to further God's kingdom at TLC in Abbotsford and beyond. And this passage in John 17 is so much about that, isn't it? I mean, you just, uh, you just carry on in the passage. It's all about unity, this passage. In verse 22, I have given them the glory that you, may, you gave me, that they may be one. As we are one, I and them, and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them and even as you have loved me. Something about the unity, it seems to me, tells the world something. I think sometimes the world thinks of the church and they don't even think of the church. But if they do, you know, they don't get along or they don't work together and there's only fighting. But it says that somehow our unity, partnering together, collaborating, is a very powerful testimony to the world. And so we are called to work together. Yes, here. I mean, we have a, a very diverse group of people here, which is wonderful. But we're also called to work with other brothers and sisters as well to further God's kingdom. And really, this series came out because of that. Probably about, I don't know, a year ago, I started meeting with these uh, this four of the pastors. You see, uh, there's three of them here. So uh, this is uh, top left. This is Cam. He's at Arnold Community Church. Bottom left is Norm. He's at Mountain Park Church. Uh, bottom right is Matt. He's at South Abbotsford Church. And uh, Carrie wasn't there that day. Carrie's at Bakerview. And about a year ago, we started meeting, and we started talking about this book that kind of was a catalyst for these different words that we're looking at. We've been reading the book, Gospel Saturation. And you know, I tell you, it's been great meeting with these guys. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it's interesting how, you know, you had to get past certain things. I mean, I know you, you find this hard to believe, but, uh, but sometimes in a church, maybe with other pastors, a sense of we're competing against each other. And I know that just sounds like, what? But there is that sense sometimes, as wrong as it is. And one of the things actually getting to know them, when you build a relationship, you, you trust people, right? You know that. And so we've, I really appreciate them. You know, we pray, I pray a blessing over them. We meet every, uh, every week. And in uh, October, we're going to be doing a partner, uh, not a partner, uh, pulpit exchange. So Norm's going to be coming here. I'm going to be going there. We're going to try to do things together so, because it's about partnership, Right? It's about working together. So Yost uh, Pickard, who does uh, Bless the Neighborhood. So we're going to partner with Bakerview, hopefully, to try to think, how can we better serve and minister to our street friends in the community? So it's not just about us, you know, doing our thing, but it's working, partnering together because the truth is, what? We're better together. We're just better together. And we're going to encourage us to be doing the same together, partnering here, but partnering to further God's kingdom. So...
Very good. Come on. Sharing. You're sharing the good news, right? What's this? I like that one. And, and that. Growing. Very good. So uh, partnering together to make a difference. So this is good news for some. This is like you're going to groan. Okay, so you ready for this? NFL football starts today. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, some of you are good. Some of you are like, oh, no, not another Sunday year or Sunday people watching. Okay, anyway, so, uh, yeah, NFL football, I think it's week one today. So it's the U.S. Open finals today as well. But it's uh, week one NFL football, and there are 11, I think there's 11 people on, it, on the field, each field. Is that right, Crystal? Yeah. Uh, so 11 people on the field. And you're going to see them today if you watch it. You're see, it's interesting. They come from different backgrounds. You know, there's some different nationalities on the NFL teams, uh, different educational background, different social background, uh, different ethnicity, different color skin. There's some differences there as well. So they don't put those differences aside. They're still who they are. But they come together for a greater goal, right? And that's to win a football game or win the Super Bowl. But if you watch the game today, uh, you're going to see these big, burly guys, 11 of them, gather in a circle. What's that called? Huddle. huddle. That's right. And so what do they do in the huddle? What do they do in the huddle? Well, they set a play, but they might be a little bit in your face, too. Like, why did you do that, that last play? There's probably a bit of that going on. There's going to be a little bit. It's okay. Don't worry. We'll get it next time. Let's do it together. There's going to be some encouragement going on. And then after whatever, 30 seconds, a minute, what do they do? Break. And then what happens? They go out and execute the play, right? So it's kind of nice. They gather together, right? It's kind of, they probably like that, a bit of a break. But eventually, you gotta, they're going as well. So you know what? 50,000 people, or however many people there will be there, paying $100 a, a seat. They didn't watch that team just come and huddle. They'd be very discouraged and frustrated and annoyed. I paid 100 bucks to watch men, 300-pound men, gather in a circle. No, because once you huddle, you got to go and execute the play. Once you huddle, the, 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 the spectators want to know what difference does the huddle make. Having huddled for 30 seconds, are you going to make a difference? Are you going to get a first down? Are you going to score a touchdown? Are you going to win a game, right? So there's a, a world out there. There really is. There's a watching world, and they're probably not even thinking about us, but they, are, they, they don't care about our huddle. They don't care about our huddle. I like the huddle. You got, I love the huddle. I love gathering together. I love it. I love gathering together with you folks. But after a while, you got to say break, and we have to see the world. There's a watching world, there's a hurting world, a broken world, and they want to know what difference does your huddle make. And we are here at TLSA. It makes a big difference because we are here because we've been changed by the good news of Jesus, and our desire is, yes, to grow, but it's also to go, it's to share what we have, and it's to partner together to advance God's kingdom here locally, around the world, in Kenya, Guatemala. That's what we are called to do. That is our raison d'etre, our reason for being, our reason for existing. I hope you join us.